I recently had a very interesting conversation with Mr. John C. Buchtenica, who is a collector of music compilations by various groups. This is a relatively unknown, or maybe I should say even uh, very little is known about these collections. And I was fascinated when Mr. Buchtenica uh, asked me what things I like to collect. And, and most of us collect something uh, we, and, and store it in our homes that makes us feel happy. And I, I collect old pictures of uh, my ancestors and um, even more recently uh, do a lot of videos and, and picture taking of my family members and collect that. So uh, since I am uh, a collector of sorts and um, I'm in the professional field of how important it is to communicate on social media, uh, I thought this would be an excellent uh, podcast, um, in particular with the art of flipping items on eBay and Facebook and Facebook Marketplace, etc., such as sneakers and so forth. Uh, I wanted uh, this interview with Mr. Buchtenica uh, to be about how he uh, takes on uh, these, this idea of collecting musical compilations. So I'm quite sure that you, the uh, Moving Your Energy Differently community, will be intrigued by what he says. Hello, Moving Your Energy Differently community. Uh, today, I am totally excited to be here with a gentleman who knows more <laughs> about music in his little finger than I will ever know. Uh, and we'll be talking about, talking about uh, taking your passions and things that mean something to you of value, such as in this gentleman's case, uh, music uh, and, and narrowing it to a, uh, a focus that is specific, very, very specific, and how you can take your passions, take your interests, and get joy and uh, feel good about um, what they are and gives you feelings of it, things that are passionate. They might be a little off-center, but how you can communicate differently to yourself by just focusing your passion on being unique and different and getting it out there, communicating. That's what this podcast is all about, how to communicate what you do, what you love to do, and get it out into the world. So today, 
I'm here with John. And Go ahead. You can do it. You can do it. Go ahead. Help Take me it three letters at a time. Okay. But help me pronounce your last name. Buck Tenica. Buck Tenica. Right. John Buck Tenica. Right. Um, and we were talking earlier about, uh, you asked me, uh, or I asked you, what, uh, what you, collect. what you collect, yeah, what you collect. And when you told me, I knew that you had this uh, focus for so many years on music and studying music. Um, not formally. Not, not formally. Not yeah, formally yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we're not talking listening about Listening to it. I, 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 listening to music. I can't read a note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we were talking about the Beatles. Uh, My favorite. Yeah, every, every, every now and then whenever I see you. And, uh, and then you asked me what I collect and what I focus on, what makes me feel good, what niche, and that niche is for me uh, video, uh, taping, and pictures, and writing for me. I can do that day in and day out, uh, which I do, do day in and day out. And you say you listen to music day in and day out, which, see, I, I say I can let the music go uh, for a few days and then um, but you talking about compilations yeah. that you listen to now compilation is what a compilation is a bunch of music that's from various groups and various states and various parts of the country and the world that somebody gathered all this music and just put it on one collection, put it in one collection. Right. They compiled it, and that's why they're called compilations. Does, uh, does this, do you, are there compilations uh, of music in the classical world? I'm sure there are. I'm, 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 I'm in, sure there are. And jazz and... Uh, yeah, and I, was, I can't see where there wouldn't be. If right. there's compilations in rock and pop, why wouldn't there be compilations in other fields as well? Right, and your focus is... My focus is rock from rock. 66, 1966 to 1968, basically those two years. Most of my collection is, is, falls within those two years. It, it, in 1966 to 1968, yeah. why are you passionate about those two years? It's only two years, and they're not in a in this in a compilation. There are not there. I mean, that was the time of the Beatles yeah. and the British invasion, right? But the, these compilations are, uh, you, and you were telling me a story, they're, they're not as, they're not, they're not the, the t famous it, people. It's very, it's very, very obscure music. Most of the compilations are uh, composed of 
teenage bands, guys who are 16, 17, 18 years old, who are just doing music in their garage and who've amassed a certain amount of money to make a, a demo tape. Right. You know, they're one shot at making a demo tape and they made that demo tape and there was thousands of them across the country and all over the world. There were thousands of them at that time. Now, why, why at that time? Why, why uh, 1966 to 68? Because why was there so many um, bands starting out, you know, startups okay. Be <laughs> at that time? Because I think those two years, those two years were the most prolific in the music that we know, the big groups, the Stones, the Beatles, right. and, you know, Eric Clapton and the, the monsters of the 60s. That's, that's where they're concentrated at. Obviously, the Beatles and the Stones got started in like 63 and 64. Right. But there was some, think of what happened in those two years. You had Cream and Eric Clapton, you had, you know? You had The Who just getting huge. You had The Kinks at, you know, pretty yeah. much at their prime. That that's, those two years were probably, in, in, in rock music, for me personally, those are the most prolific, most prolific two years in the whole, and in, in, in probably in rock history. You were telling me the story about when the Beatles arrived here. Yeah. It was what, February? Oh, well, the Beatles made that Ann Sullivan appearance on February 9th, 1964. And in many interviews with Stephen Van Zandt, the guitarist for Bruce Springsteen, who was also in The Sopranos, by the way. Ah. <laughs> he played Silvio in The Sopranos. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, he did, in many interviews, he said, uh, on February 8th, there were stores there, department stores and music stores, that had tons of guitars hanging on the walls. But on February 10th and February 11th, there wasn't a guitar to be found. Young guys, young teenagers, saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, and from that moment on, every teenager boy wanted a guitar. Right. And, <laughs> and there were, in those two years... Where 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 did the compilations ga gather? You had to go to a at that time. You had to go into a studio, right, and to record something. To do, not really, because uh, a lot of those a lot of those groups a lot of those teenagers right. they couldn't afford any studio time. So a lot of them right. got a very basic recording their cassette recorder and did it in their parents garage or in their bedroom or something and some collectors got a hold of it i don't know how yes they got right. a hold of it and decided hey this stuff is great. they got a hold it? of all of, throughout the country they yeah. got a hold yeah over the years yeah. of these now, what, tape recorders or whatever right. back then. Now, what started me on collecting the compilations to begin with right. was, first of all, it was my brother. I, 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 most of my musical influences and the, what I like come filtered down through him. Uh, he is 10 years older than me, so he was prime in the, in the sick. When the Beatles hit, he was like 14, and that's, right. that, that was who they were going at. Yeah. So he was the prime target. So he was a sponge, and when I was growing up, I rang that sponge for everything it was worth. <laughs> and so a lot of my music that I love comes from him. And filtered down there, we do have similar, similar tastes. 
So, <laughs> but, but, but how? I mean, somebody came along yeah. recently, maybe well, recently, the, and put together all these bands that were not as famous. I guess what started. Not, I'm sorry. Go, no, no, go. I guess what started the whole compilation thing was a collection that was sold in the record stores. It was, it was, it was, you know, pretty, pretty widely known, a, a collection called Nuggets. It was basically one-hit wonders from the 60s, and that, that, I, guess, I guess that's what started the compilations. It certainly was started me on the compilations, because that, that was the first compilation I ever had. And a lot of from, them... From uh, when? The 60s or... Most of it was from the now. 60s. Most 60s, of it was okay. from the 60s. And a lot of it was stuff we heard on radio. A lot oh, of okay. it was stuff we heard on radio, like oh. One Hit Wonders. Oh, like okay, that. One Hit Wonders. It was from right. there that I went to more compilations, and my brother said, you know, go to this place in, in, in the village. It was on right. 8th Street between 2nd and 3rd Avenue. It was called in Rocket... In New York City. Yeah, it was yeah. called Rocket Science. It's not there anymore. Right. And they, they kind of like specialized in, in, in compilations. That the, the guy who, who, who owned the place, he was very well versed. You're saying I know more about music and my little finger little than, finger. than, than, than you did. Yeah. Thanks for putting me on a spot like that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do. I mean, I'm, I'm going, you do. Every, every time, every, every time we talk, I we know talk I know. about okay. music. I, I, and, and then I walk away you know, with all this information about music. My brother that, knows 10 times more than yeah. I do. You know? You know so, well, so. 30 times more I than know I more. Do. I, I know more than the average person, I would say. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But more than anybody, you know. That, that, and, that's, be, that's, and between and, and in the '60s, is that your your that's favorite my meat period? That's my era? yeah. yeah. Uh, my fa favorite period goes from I want to say 1963 to 1973. Okay. And then a, a little past that, simply because of Elton John and Led Zeppelin. They were, they, were, they were more in the 70s. Right. And that for me, they, those two guys made the 70s. Why? Their music spoke to me, particularly Elton John. Elton John got me through a lot of my teenage angst. Mm -hmm. You know? Also, Elton John was somebody that I discovered for myself. My brother had nothing to do with that. He's, right. a, he's a big Elton John fan. Right. But Elton John wasn't filtered down through my brother like the Beatles and the Stones and the Kinks right. were. Because now, somebody now is a big, the, right. you know, the, the movie is out. and Yeah, you know, but when Elton Elton's John came to, you know how my brother was like 14 years old when the Beatles came? Right. When Elton John came into being, I was 12, 13 years old, so I was the prime target for him. So right. he spoke to me. Yes. You know, he spoke to me. His lyrics or his the, the Both. music? Both, because his music was different. His music was not, it was weird. His music was weird. I don't, I don't mean weird in a back in a say like the psychedelic sense. It was just nobody sounded like that before. Yeah. Nobody sounded like that before. Um, you can tune in on the radio in the middle of a song, in the musical part of it, and you knew it was Elton John because of the way the piano sounded. He played the piano like nobody else. Right. My brother, who studied music and who can read music, later on told me. Well, that's because his Elton John deliberately played out of tune. Played out of he tune. Played out of tune. That's why he's one of the reasons he sounded. He has a style all his own, but one of the reasons the piano sounded so different is because he plays out of tune. He tunes it to his voice, 
Oh. He tuned, he tunes the piano to his voice, and he still does. He tunes the piano to his voice, and it's not the conventional tuning. Yeah. So as great as Elton John sounds, technically speaking, and the band, and the band, the guitarist and the bass and the drum, they tune to him. So technically, when Elton John is playing, the whole band is out of tune. Uh, uh, <laughs> see, I, 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 what? what? Jeez. I didn't realize yeah. that. Really? Yeah. He's got what, off kilter tune. What What would you... Now, somebody said to you in your family, somebody said to you, John, uh, uh, I want to listen to some music to get some creativity from. I mean, my whole thing is communication uh, and what you can pick up from earlier groups or bands. And you would say, you might want to listen to this, this, this. Why would they be listening to the two years in the 60s up until 73? Well, would you say you, to them? You, you wouldn't. The, the, the two years, uh, 66 to 68, they're, they're, they're very specific. So if somebody is asking me in general, yes. I would give them a general answer. Okay, to me... I know a lot of people might disagree with me, but for me, music, rock music, I know there was Elvis Presley, and I love Elvis Presley, and Chuck Berry, and Jerry Lee Lewis, though those were great, but for me personally, it begins with the Beatles. That's where my interest in music started, mm -hmm. with the Beatles, so to me, they're the starting point. Mm -hmm. So if you want to start listening to music, start with them, and then if you want, you can go back to their influences. Their influences were Chuck Berry and Elvis Presley and Jerry Lee Lewis. Then you can go back to them. Right. Start with the Beatles first. The only, in fact, the only reason I started listening to Chuck Berry and Jerry Lee Lewis and people like that, the pioneers, was because in interviews, John and Paul and George saying, oh, we love these guys. They're the reason we went into music. So if they're saying, right. if they're putting value on it, I thought, Maybe I should listen to them. I, I <coughs> excuse me. I, I was uh, in a, in an Uber and uh, just recently, and he said, uh, and he had the Beatles. It was Beatles all day type of thing. And I said, why uh, why are you listening to the Beatles? And he says, uh, because they're the best. I said, it's. 2020, you know, why are you listening to the Beatles? And yeah. he said, and he says, my my kids listen to this. Absolutely. What what do you? Why is that music? What did they have that now they've passed on to others who are going into music or or have this idea of or love music or are passionate about music what what can you tell others and say hey you if you like music you want to listen to music you want you might want to listen to this aspect i mean jimmy hendrix i would imagine from that time you say you might want to listen to his guitar licks yeah you might, if you're the, if you if you're if you want to be a guitar player if you're if you're into the guitar right yeah Jimi hendrix is the one to listen to right Jimi hendrix eric clapton stevie ray vaughan they're the ones to listen to if you want to listen to a guitar right 
right. you know, if, if you, you want, if you want ideas and so if you want, if, if you're a guitar aficionado, if you're a guitar player, you know, the Beatles, as great as they were, they were not really prolific on their instruments. They were not virtuoso guitarists. Like Eric Clapton is a virtuoso guitar. Jimi Hendrix, Stevie Ray Vaughan, they're virtuoso guitar uh, players. The Beatles weren't virtuosos. They were they were better than what ever. what what, <laughs> what did what did they have that they passed down to generation to generation? They, what is what, what gives them this? First of all, fifty they, years ago, first uh, of Abbey all, Road, Abbey Road. First of all. Their timing was fantastic. Timing? They came. Well, that's not the only thing I'm saying. First of all, their timing was fantastic. Timing they is came in, in they, history, or timing, yeah. or timing, timing in history. They they were on Ed Sullivan only three months after the Kennedy assassination. Oh, wow! So the particularly the United States was kind of wounded at the time. Yeah, you may say. And three yeah. months later, there's these guys there. Upbeat and they're spreading all kinds of you know happiness and joy and everything, and not only that they're they they can write, and they can they they can sing they 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 have an they had an, an unfailing sense of melody in their music, for rock music they had an unfailing sense of melody they can melody. Cre- they can create a hook, you know, that their toe tapping stuff. I mean the Stones as great as they are and I adore them. They're not toe tapping music. They're 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 rock music. I mean, you know, the Beatles kind of appear appeal to a wider range. You know, they had love beautiful love ballads like "And I Love Her" and "Till There Was You," although it's not an "Till There Was You" is not an original. Oh, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't. No, it's not. I remember. I remember that one. Yeah, it's not. But they, they didn't write that one. So you, you say the the melody they had. They had a sense of melody. They were clever. With, they were clever with the words. The time they were the four of them. If you saw them in interviews, they were very charismatic and playful and jolly, right. and you know, they 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 were they were likable guys. Mm-hmm. And also, they were they were sponges for music. They were sponges for music. Their producer, George Martin, who was at that time was a comedy producer, producer of comedy albums, but he also produced many classical albums at the time. He said, John and Paul wore me out. He was constantly asking him for ideas. They picked his brain with music. Mm-hmm. George Martin said, these guys wore me out. Always coming to him with, with the with, producer. With another idea. With yeah, can we do ideas. this? Let's do this. Can we do this? Is this possible? You know. Is this possible? Yeah, yeah. George Martin was George Martin was the fifth Beatle, without a doubt. He was the fifth Beatle. Mm-hmm. Why did they pick him as the producer? They didn't pick him. Brian Epstein picked oh. him. Why do you think Brian Epstein picked Brian Epstein? Th- this guy who didn't just know by that chance much. because they were refused by many other. Producers. Oh, and, really? And yes, and George Martin at that time was producing comedy albums. So Brian Epstein went to George Martin and says, Listen, I've got this musical group. And George Martin says, Yeah, I'll take a listen. Yeah, yeah, I'll take a listen. <laughs> oh, my. And they played a song. What they play? They played a song called How Do You Do It? How Do You Do What You Do To Me? Oh, that's right. They played that one for George Martin, and he said, No. 
that's 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 not a hit for you guys. I'm but not, I'm but still, that that that's not a hit for you guys. But still, he gave that to Jerry and the pacemakers, and Jerry and the pacemakers got the hit with it. Oh, but, but then when did he say to the Beatles, "Okay"? No, they, no, they said, "Give me something else," and the, he uh -oh. said, "He said to the Beatles, give me something else," and then the Beatles gave him, "Please, please me." Oh, really? Yeah, and George Martin says, "That's your hit." Because they knew how to write melodies yeah, and a hook, you said. Right, and not only that, by the time we saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, they were seasoned performers already. They were professional performers. And when you say seasoned, how? They were veteran performers. They were veteran performers because when they were playing in Hamburg, Germany, they were playing eight hours a night. Mm -hmm. For how many years? They were playing... Three, four years. Three or four years. Eight playing, hours a they night. They were playing eight hours a night. Doing covers of other. Doing. Covers? Do, they were on the same. They were, it was the ham, in the clubs at that time. They had different bands come in during the course of the night. They had they had different bands come in. The Beatles would do you know, forty five minutes on and twenty minutes off, and then at twenty minutes other band another band was there. Oh. oh okay. okay. That that that's how they did that, and. But of they, other people's music, of they were doing largely because they, they, they didn't have, they didn't have music of their own. But the problem is, the thing was, other bands were doing covers too, and a lot of the covers overlapped. The other right. band would be doing what the Beatles, and now the Beatles, this other band just said that Beatles can't go on and do this song now because this band did it. Yeah. So that's when they thought, well, if we write our own, nobody can do it. Oh, that's <laughs> what they came up with. If we write that's, our that's own. That's when they started writing their own. So for three years they were probably writing. Well, they wrote. They, 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 they yeah. After they started writing, they 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 wrote constantly. I mean, they, they wrote a lot. Yeah, I, I I definitely want to stick with the nineteen sixty six to sixty eight. All right. Of these bands who did not. Why do you listen to these bands who were not the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and the. Uh, British because, invasion. Because the, why do you because of the buy enthusiasm and get there. these? These guys actually, they, they, it's just your enthusiasm they put over with these really rudimentary songs and these rudimentary guitar riffs. <coughs> they're just doing it with such enthusiasm and they love what they're doing. And, you know, and to me, that's... that's do you, that's do you hear that in, in the absolutely, music? Absolutely, absolutely. Even though they're 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 off with uh, sure. playing the instruments sure. and 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 the the words and yeah. the, the music and they're yeah. they're just off and uh, they're not they're very saying, they're not oh, very good I, I, yeah but they think they are but they think <laughs> <laughs> but they think but they are. think they are and they sing like they're great they sing like they think they're the best and, and it just the enthusiasm comes through. For me, anyway, the enthusiasm yeah. comes to us, and, and that's why. And then that's after the two years of, right after the Beatles, uh, 66 to 68, after the two years, it go, it went into what? In the 70s? There can, there, I'm, I'm sure you can get compilations going through all eras, but that's 66 to 68, that's just my personal favorite. Yeah. I didn't really go yeah. too much past. Because of the enthusiasm, because of the passion, and you can hear it and feel it. It's still holding me. Eventually, eventually, when I listen to these compilations and maybe 10 years down the road or whatever, I say, you know what? Let me move on to the next couple of years. I might do that. Mm -hmm. 
But for now, I'm stuck in 66 and 68 because that's still what holds me. Yeah, and holds your interest and holds your feelings about yeah. music. Yeah. yeah, I might, I'm, you know, I'm, I might explore into other years. I don't know. I could wake up tomorrow after 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 you, you know, doing this podcast. I'm 66 to 68. That was great. That was great. I may wake up tomorrow and say, well, let me go to 1970. <laughs> I forgot 68. Let me go to 70. That could happen. I don't know. Right now, 66 to 68 is, is where it's at. Is, is there anybody now that you have heard uh, 2020? Oh. Is there anybody that you have, you said, similar? Because your, your lane is rock and roll, or your lane is rock. Yeah. Is there you, anybody, you, that, or, or Elton John, or is there anybody now that you... You know, Ed Shearing. Is there anybody? To, yeah, right. Not real. Not really. No, I kind of. I kind of. In rock and roll, with, it, with you, the exception of very few people, I kind of stop in 1976, 1980, around there. I don't go too much past the 80s. Mm-hmm. If I if I go past the 80s, it's like the Police and REM. Oh, the Police. Yeah, you know, which, which I, those are two that I really liked in the yeah. 80s. You know. And I'm also listening to now more and more Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. The country's star. Yeah. Why? Because there's something unique in him. First of all, I should know more about Willie Nelson because I am into music and he is one of the giants. He is one of the legends. So I know pathetically, pathetically little about him. I should know more about Willie Nelson, which is why I'm listening to him because he's part of the history and you know you, I should know more about yeah, him you, and uh, I'm listening to him a lot and he he, he, he was good <laughs> he, he, he good was as good. a writer. musician a writer a writer and a singer he's got he's got an odd voice he's got a really really nasal voice but it works for him right it, it, it works. Well, people think about that with uh, Bob Dylan. Yes. At the time. Yes, but with Bob Dylan, we'll also talk about another great writer, Bob Dylan. So, so you like musical writers. A good writer is always going to get my attention. A good writer yeah. is always, yeah, pretty much, yeah. If you write something that's old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch your language, John. Watch your language. Oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, oh, so yeah. So it's the writers and Willie Nelson. That's woo. He's one from, of the writers from rock and roll to Willie Nelson. Not that far. Uh, and then it's not. That's not that far. And then. Uh, who am I thinking about? Good writing is good writing, no matter where it comes from. Oh, good writing oh, is good writing. D- a da- a David Bowie in the seventies. Yes, yes, yeah. David oh, Bowie was most was more, you know, he had great songs and he was a great writer, but he was theatrical. He was operatic almost. In his theater, he was he was theater. You never knew, and I liked David Bowie because he always changed. You never knew what you were going to get from one Bowie to the next. Some people didn't like that about him. Why change what's working? Because you're an artist, and you grow, and you change, and you're exploring different things. If you have one, if you have one formula, and you stick with that one formula for your whole career, and you never change, yeah. 
Yeah. You're not really an artist. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're not really an artist. So uh, it, it, probably for me, it narrows down to uh, write and. Do you write the same as you did 30 years ago? No. Why not? <laughs> Uh, I grew up. Uh, you change. But, yeah, life life changes. Yeah, and life the changes changed. you experience in your life depends how you write. Your point of view at a particular time depends how you, how you write. If a quote, one of my favorite quotes, if a man looks at the same world, if a man looks at the world at 60 the way he did at 20, then he's wasted 40 years of his life. Mm. Yes. People change. I mean, people yes. change, your attitude changes, the way you look changes. Hell, even your memory changes. Yes. You know? And your The way you remember something depends on, you know, depends to me, but the way you remember something depends even on how you're feeling that particular day. Right. I can relate a memory to you from my childhood, and right now I'm feeling good. If you catch me on a bad day or when I'm feeling right, that memory, like the way I relate that memory, is going to change. Yeah, yeah, and that and music. So, so you will, you will continue to listen to music. Absolutely. And and watch and listen to when I lose interest in music. Uh oh. When I lose interest in music, it's time for me to go. Wow. It's, it's time for me to check. Do you, do you listen to music every, every day? Every day. Every day. Every day. I have not. I cannot remember a day where I did not listen to music. Even sometimes for hours on end. Sometimes for as little as ten, fifteen minutes, I have to hear something, mm-hmm. and it's not always rock. Yeah. Today I want to hear Mozart. I'm going to Mozart. Today I want to hear. I want to hear half an hour of Led Zeppelin. So I'll put on Led Zeppelin. I'll put on Are you Led looking for something or to satisfy that that need? I'm of, not looking for anything. Of a feeling. You do you, you listen to music in the morning with with coffee or anything? Yeah. Tea. Yeah. 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 It's not always rock. Sometimes it's classical. Sometimes you know. Mm-hmm. I find Sunday mornings are good for Haydn quartets. To me, to me, Sunday mornings and Haydn quartets go together. I don't know why. It's just, it's just me. Yeah. It's just me. Don't, don't ask me why. Yeah. Me, you know, the only connection to Sunday and Haydn is in here. <laughs> your brain. That's it. Yeah. That's, yeah. It. That's, yeah. It. Yeah. That's it. Your thoughts. Your That's brain. It. If somebody wanted to find who's in music. Because uh, it's all about communication and how you communicate with yourself and then the outside world. Uh, if somebody wanted to find compilations, would they go into the internet and look up? Yes, you can use music compilations and then type in whatever period you're interested in. Mm. A good site, the good, the, a good site where I've downloaded many, many just albums is called Lost in Time. Time, T H Y M E, like the seasoning. Lost in Time. Lost in Time. like the seasoning. Lost in Time. Dot com. I always I just went to Google yeah. Lost in Time. Yeah, Google. <laughs> Google. They're Lost in Time. Oh, but okay. T H Y M E. If yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I would think that it would be helpful to 
my community there, that there, listens to if they're involved with music. Yeah. Other um, compilations are Back to the Grave. The Back to the Grave compilation. The Teenage Shutdown compilation. Storm in the Garage. Garage Beat 66. Psychedelic States. Psychedelic States is a, is a, is a large collection because it's, it, it encompasses virtually every state and some states have two or three volumes. Fabulous. Fabulous. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> and once again, if, if you're interested in, in music and want to hear different musics and different music and uh, get different feelings <laughs> about not not necessarily the big bands or, right. the, or the well-known artists, right. but hear really music in all levels, right. music and bands of all levels. I tell you what, the greatest band that never made it big a group called the Remains. Remains. To me, they, how do you spell that? Oh, like the R E M A I N S. Remains. The remains of something. They're, they're called the Remains. They're the best band never to make it big. When? What? What year? When? Where? They're, they're, they're in. They're in the sixties. They're sixty-three, sixty-four. Yeah. In fact, on the United States tour in nineteen sixty-six, they opened for the Beatles. Oh, really? Yes. Here in the United yes. States? Oh, in yeah. the United States. They're, I think, I'm not too sure, but I think they're a New England-based, maybe a Boston-based band. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're called The Remains. Like I, I always call them the best band never to make it big. <laughs> <laughs> wow. John, it, it's, it's been a pleasure. It's, uh, I'm, I'm so glad that you... Uh, you you agreed to do this podcast. Someone twisting. Yeah. <laughs> do this but podcast. But I'm glad I did it to you, too. And mostly I'm glad because this is the first time yeah. we've met in almost the time we've seen each other in almost a year. Yeah. And yeah, it's always exactly. a pleasure talking yeah. to you, it's even when pleasure. I'm not being recorded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so very not much, John. Thank not you. Not a problem. Hey there, moving your energy differently, community. If you feel you've got some practical insights and achievement strategies from listening to this podcast, I would be over the top grateful if you would go to my Twitter handle, at Carrie Ruff, and leave a comment. I thank you so very much. You have made my day, uh, my year. <laughs> thank you very much.